Let's see if she. Am I on? Oh, Am and on? now we're recording. Okay. We're recording. Hi, Megan. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, all right, guys. So welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, Megan. This is Shayna, by the way. Hey, I met you like a long, long time ago. I don't Did know we meet remember. at dinner for Tanisha's going away party? Yeah, that she's back for. Yes, I love it. Yeah, I heard your voice and I was like, wait, I know this voice. We've met before. Cool. Um, hey, guys. Welcome back to I Hate Everyone. And you probably do, too. I do. Uh, I'm Shayna. <laughs> I'm Tanisha. And we have um, a lovely guest today. It's actually my best friend, Megan. Woo! Hi, Megan. Hey. Woo! Oh my God. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, Megan, you may need to either speak directly into your mic or maybe turn up your volume a little bit. On my end, it sounds a little low. Same here. Can you hear me now? It's about yeah, that's same. better. Okay, good. Um, um so yeah, so we're oh, doing sorry. social distancing again. We're but we're all on our phones in our respective places. Right. I'm drinking. You're drinking? I am. Me too. I'm so glad you said that. I've actually been drinking for the past few hours, and I wanted to make it a <laughs> I've been drinking for the last two. I got invited to a virtual happy hour with my previous company. Yeah. Had a good time. Somehow, my boyfriend got on the call, and now we just have industry people on the- It's just crazy. Anyways, I have a white claw on my hand now. No law for white claw, so there you go. I've been and I have no a rules. glass of wine. I've got... I've got tequila. So we've got tequila, white claw, and wine. (laughs) And a grilled cheese over here with um, roasted turkey. Um, Yeah. Yeah. This is my second one. I have to confess. I'm supposed to be doing low carbs, but it is. How can you do low carbs with grilled cheeses? Those are so good. Yeah. I mean, it was like decide to be a responsible person or just live my best life. So I chose. I mean,. Megan, like considering what we're going through right now, I think everyone should just right. live their best life. I agree because we have no, this whole thing is crazy to me. This whole virus, the whole thing. I'm just, ah, you know what? I'm like, why? I I'm working out. I'm being healthier than I've ever been. I'm going to have two fucking grilled cheese sandwiches. I'm not going to let this no. go bad. So. Cheers no. to that. Oh, wait, are we not allowed to cuss on this? All yeah, the fucking hard. time, Megan, all the fucking time. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Can we do a cheers to that lady? Yeah, I'm virtually cheersing you with my sandwich. Me too. Cheers. Cheers. Love y'all. Um, Megan, maybe turn it up just a little. Sorry. Or sorry. No, you're not. That's fine. Yeah. I don't know if you want to put it on speaker or hold your mouth up to it. I'm. I definitely. That's what she said. Yeah, I hope that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna fit right in. Uh, I, I gotta admit, I'm a little nervous. Everybody so, is. Everybody is. Okay. A little background, just so everybody knows. Megan and I met in middle school. Um, that's how far back that goes. I think it was seventh grade, right, Megan? Yeah. No, well, we met in sixth grade, but we didn't become close until the seventh grade. Okay. Um, yeah. So Megan and I have known each other for quite some time. Probably, um, I would say, I've always been maybe opposites in personality. She's definitely... I would say a little maybe more wild and outspoken, which balances my, I don't know what you would call it. Well, you know, it's funny. Now that I'm getting older, I'm getting more introverted and like more low-key. Excuse me, <laughs> God. That's your grilled cheese. And, <laughs> and Tanisha is like, I'm living vicariously through her because of my career. I can't like 
be wilding out like I want to. So right, I love it. Yeah, so we've kind of switched roles. Um, so today we're talking about. Oh, actually, Shana, you go first. You wanted to do a check-in. We're doing a check-in. Yeah, I felt like it's important to do a check-in because just we're all going through this weird thing together. And I think it's just kind of cool to see, like, hey, what are you doing? Where are you? Like, you know, how are you passing the time? What's your mental state? I just think that's important right now. Um, so I came up with this idea for me that'll, that is working. I, I hope it works the rest of the time while I'm doing this. So my massage business is currently on hold, which is kind of, I think, obvious at the moment. But I've still right. been teaching yoga. I, I have a couple privates that I've been teaching. Um, when I teach them, um, we're, we're maintaining, you know, a lot of distance. Um, and it's only a couple of them. But I've also been doing a lot of virtual yoga. Uh, also, shameless plug, if you're listening to this and would like to do a virtual yoga class with me, hit me up. Um, <laughs> But I've been doing a lot, a lot of that. And that's actually been, you know, helping me maintain an income. I'm not really spending a lot of money right now. Obviously, the only money I'm spending is like groceries and bills and stuff. So it's, it's balancing out quite well. I don't, I feel very fortunate compared to a lot of other people. So I, I feel very lucky in that regard. And more and more people are asking for more virtual yoga. It's like expanding every week. Um, so I'm giving myself this kind of permission where on the days that I don't have to teach, those are the days I'm going to be productive. So like I started a garden, I spent five hours raking our backyard and bagging the leaves. I spent all day yesterday cleaning the house, deep cleaning the house. Um, but then the days that I am teaching, I'm going to give myself a little bit of a break and not have to worry about completing a task. So that way I have stuff to do every day, but I'm not like overworking myself. I'm still giving myself permission to rest because we are all in this state of uncertainty. And um, when you're in this state of uncertainty, your nervous system is working overdrive. And uh, it's, not it's not a super healthy place to be. And that's how right. your immune systems can get low. Um, you know, so most people are a little bit more on edge. They're a little extra tired. A lot of people I know who are in long-term relationships are kind of fighting with their spouse or their partner. Um, right. and so it's just really important to give yourself permission to have moments or days of rest where you're not completing a task or you're not focusing on something. It's more important now, I think, than ever, really. That's just my opinion. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, so yeah, so I'm alternating days where I do stuff and days where if I'm teaching, then I won't worry about completing a task. So I taught two classes today. Um, and then I, I mean, I went, I went on a 14 mile bike ride outside, but it was not, <laughs> it was not like fast. I am not a fast biker. Like people were passing us left and right. Um, and it took us about two and a half hours total, but it was lovely. Vitamin D is a really great vitamin to help keep your immune system up. So go outside, get some sun, um, drink water. Also side note, I've been drinking tequila probably for the past two and a half hours. Um, <laughs> that was like my treat after we went on a 14 mile bike ride. I was like, I want a margarita. Went, got takeout from a Mexican restaurant and then proceeded to make myself more tequila because I have tequila here. Um, there are no rules right now. Yes, I have been drinking more. I'm just going to say that. I have no shame. Um, nothing like that. 
there is but no I've also shame. like Megan like you said like I mean I've been I've all I've been an exercise freak for a while but like I've been exercising a lot I've been going outside and walking doing workouts all of the things and it's a weird time no one has experienced this yeah. And we don't even know yeah. what it's going to look like on the opposite side. We're all just like, oh, it'll get better. Will it? Like, will it? What? Will it really get better? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, what does life but, look like for us, like, 10 months from now? So exactly. We're, just, we're all, we're all doing the best that we can. And the only thing that we have to go off of this is our past experiences. So we're all just making the best decisions that we can at the moment. And just, I, I need people to acknowledge the fact that no one knows what the fuck they're doing. No one knows. Right. So like be easy on yourself and be easy on everybody else. Like and please be responsible by respecting the social distancing. Yeah. That's a real thing. And like you, oh my God. You might, you might not believe it, but if someone else does, don't make them feel bad or don't like you know, like right. Yes. Respect please. their boundary. So I was at UPS um, and I only went because they dropped something off at my door and it was for the previous person who lived in my apartment. Um, So I thought, okay, I'll drop it off and they'll, you know, return to sender. So on the door, on the UPS door, it said due to COVID, we are only allowing three people in the lobby at, at a time. So I look in, there's only two people. So I was like, okay, I'll be the third. So I walk in, I stand way to the back. And lo and behold, two women walk in behind me and I'm watching them and not neither of them look at the sign and I get pissed. I'm like, dude, yeah. read first, read the fucking sign. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, and none of the employees said anything to them. So like, then we had five people in the lobby and I'm just in there thinking, you know, and then we still have people complaining about, oh, the numbers are going up or social distancing. But you guys, you have to pay attention. Like, I know we're used to seeing probably like, signs everywhere but really especially at a time like this pay attention to what's going on around you yeah um yeah and what you were saying Shana about allowing yourself to kind of be in the moment and just taking your time um massage for me is definitely also just down and out (laughs) Um, but luckily I do work for a health clinic. So, and we are still open. So I'm still doing some administrative there, which I'm very, very grateful for. And also just trying to find a balance. I have days where I'm actually getting outdoors more. Um, I'm seeing my neighbors out more, which is actually really nice. I have to say, I feel like that's a positive, just seeing more people out. It was so funny. I walked, I think it was last weekend. I went for a walk. And my neighbor, he lives in the same building, and we passed by each other, and we did the whole, hey, how are you? And then by the time we looped back, we were both at the apartment at the same time, and we both just looked at each other and laughed. And he's like, so you're doing this walk around thing, too? I was like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) I've definitely become more friendly with my neighbors in the past two weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, I wouldn't say I've become more friendly with my neighbors, uh, and I, I probably should. I think I've been focusing on self-love. Is that like no? That's not selfish at all. It's about it's about self-love. Yeah, yeah. I just I just been focusing on myself, like working out and making sure I have everything I need. I travel a lot for my job, so like I don't do the best self-love practices. So it's been a real eye-opener for me. Good. I think it's good for you, Megan. I'm I'm actually kind of. I mean, despite the circumstances of what the entire world is going through, I think it's probably 
a message for everyone to kind of slow down and reflect, but I'm happy that you as my best friend are able to take some time for yourself because I was worried about you. (laughs) So I'm happy that you're able to kind of make some time for yourself now. I'm enjoying it. Let's put it like that. I've been just like, even just putting time into my apartment and enjoying it. Like everyone's all like, I can't wait to go back to work. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I like being home and like taking care of myself. (laughs) I'm getting the best. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like that's like, right. Like maybe part of all of this is to show us what we really need and what we really crave. Like it's the little thing we want to sleep. We want to be able to hang out, um, spend time gardening. Like you said, Shana, you did deep cleaning and your bike riding. I feel like it's all the little things that we now have the time to do that we actually really miss and enjoy um, that maybe this is teaching us to maybe take some more time for ourselves, however that may be. Yeah, it's like the it's like nature's way of telling us to slow the fuck down. Right. Yeah. No, and that's actually what I've been focusing on. Like when people... Like when my internet gives out, instead of being like, oh my God, I can't get my job done. I'm like, oh, my internet is down. I'm just going to get on my bike and just ride for a little bit. And when I come back, if it's working, all right. If not, then I'm going to do some push-ups or I'm going to watch TV. Like I'm going to enjoy the sunlight yeah, on my patio. There's so many right. other things to enjoy that don't involve mindless mm-hmm. screen time on your phone or iPad or whatever. Absolutely. Right. I'm still guilty of um, it. But- no, me too. I still love my Netflix. Right. <laughs> oh, girl, I, ha- I have my Netflix on all the time. Yeah. And Hulu has 30 Rock, and I've been watching that over again. It's been great. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, 30 Rock. Wow. Um, love 30 Rock. So I guess so. today we're getting into kind of an interesting topic. It, it's a dating topic, but we're going to be talking about um, interracial dating or even like interreligious dating, just kind of mixed dating in general. Um, so I am biracial. I am the bi- byproduct of an interracial couple and Megan is as well. Um, and we're just going to talk about that guys. Um, I think Megan actually had a pretty interesting story. Um, oh my God. so we're going to just let you get into that, Megan. All right. So Gosh, I guess technically every relationship in my entire life, I've always been in an interracial relationship just because I am not 100% whatever. Is anyone ever 100%? Anyway. So So what um, are you? Just just to clarify, just so the the listeners know, what are you mixed with? uh, uh, So I'm black, Irish, and... Ooh. Right. And the the weird thing is usually the mom is the one that's um, the Asian. Actually, it's my dad and my mom is the black and Irish person. So it's like slightly different dynamic. I have different body features in comparison to those who have an Asian that's mom. That's an interesting way to look at it. Like, you, I don't, you know, you just think of like the, the races mixing, not necessarily like the body parts being. The gender. Yeah, that's makes interesting. A difference. Yeah, it's different. Right, because you know, if a if a if you haven't the Asian genes always the strongest, but if it's from the paternal side, it's even oh. stronger. So, like, I definitely have different, I guess, like features, skill sets, a little bit opposite of others. Anyways, um, so my boyfriend, who I love to death, um, he is older. I have a thing. I guess I have daddy issues. I don't know. <laughs> um, he's older. 
and he's white and he's from New Orleans, the outskirts of New Orleans. And I met his parents. They're super sweet. Love them. Um, and I was talking on the phone with them, uh, the mom last week and we're going through conversation and they, um, keep my boyfriend's niece at their house and she's 14. And she says something like, yeah, he's, she's talking to this little black boy and I don't like it. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, because the kid's like a bad kid in the wrong crowd. And it turns out it's because he's not white. And I was like, you know, so here I am on the other side of the phone. We've met. We have spent the night. I mean, like everything, holidays, everything. And I'm like, is she colorblind? Because <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs> like. Even on my no sun, no tan, no vitamin D days, I am very clearly brown, right? And so I'm sitting there like, okay, maybe I misheard this. As we go through this, and she's super old school and conservative, and she goes, you know, my mom always taught me you stay with your own race, you know, you stay with your own kind. So then I was like, oh, shit. She really did. She really did say that. Wow. (laughs) This chick said it. She said it. She's saying this. And here I am sober, right? And I'm like sitting here on my patio just listening to this after a good day's of work and was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) So I think I'm just stunned. And so like I barely say anything. I'm at that like, you know, that normal like, "Mm mm-hmm, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that sounds right or whatever. And next thing you know, she's like, well, I got to go. I got to let you go. Love you. Bye. And I'm like, oh, love you too. And then I hung up with her. And like, right, I was about to text Tanisha because I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this fucking happened to me. I sat there and was like, is she saying love you? I wish you were white, but still love you. Or was she saying, you know what? You're, you kind of pass because you don't act like the quote unquote stereotypical blacks that I know. Or you know what I mean? Or like the stereotypical whatever Asians that I know. You know, like you cheat, but like you don't, you mask your cheatness and just like all this stuff. Not saying that all Asians are cheap, but <laughs> anyway, but it's just like, you know, I, I, all these stereotypical things flood my head and I'm like, so are you saying that I'm good enough because I, by appearances, I'm okay. Or I, it was just, yeah, yeah, that's a weird ah. situation. And so then she texted me this morning, oddly. So I haven't talked to her since that conversation. And that night, my boyfriend was like, something's wrong with you. What's going on? I said, look, I don't want you to say anything to your mom. I said, but like, I feel some type of way. I got issues with this, just so you know. Yeah, I have problems with this. I said, you know, I used to be married. I dealt with this where people used to remind me that we weren't the same color. And, you know, they have, they, because of me, they learned that interracial relationships are acceptable. Not that who gives a shit what color you are? It's acceptable. Acceptable. And I'm like, it, it's not a matter of if you have seen a good example and it's okay. It's a matter of if someone yeah. loves somebody, who cares? And I, I told him, I said, I don't want to, I, I love you, but I don't know that I can deal with, I'm too progressive in my thoughts to be like, I guess I'm willing to go through this again. And so she texted me this morning randomly. And I don't know if he said something to her. I hope he didn't. But she was just like, I love you. I hope you're doing okay. I miss you and all this stuff. But I'm just like, ah, I still feel some type of way about last week. So, I mean, am I wrong for holding on to that? No. Well, it's so new. And it's also kind of like a slap in the face. Like, 
it's like a shock. Like, wait a second. I didn't realize that was a thing. Is that right? Is that right? Am I wrong? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, um, yeah, like you absolutely can still feel some type of way about it because, you know, it's, it's offensive as a, as a mixed person. Um, so I, I told you, Megan, I don't know if I told you, Shana, there's, um, a group on Instagram that I found called, um, we are mixed or whatever. There's a quite a few, but this girl, she started a group, um, and she basically talks about all of the mixed issues and they're issues that they don't get talked about. And one of them is, and this is kind of what you were saying, Megan, is that as mixed people, because we look one way and we act another way, quote unquote, that people feel like whether it's the black side or the white side or the Asian side or whatever, they feel like, like we're the chameleon, like, oh, you get a pass because Mm -hmm. you're not you're not that ghetto black person or you're not that, that bougie white person or you're not that cheap-ass Asian person. Like, we get a pass, but in reality, people don't realize. Oh, There's cheap white people. Oh, I, I know, know plenty of them. Black people. Right. Like, yeah. people don't realize, hello, I am actually black or Asian or white and the things that you say are offensive because just because I'm not 100% doesn't mean that I don't relate to that side of me. And I think... In Megan's instance, like she was, she felt comfortable enough to say that maybe because even though Megan looks the way she looks, she doesn't act what she expects Megan to act like based off of her skin color. And because Megan didn't act that way, she felt comfortable enough saying what she said. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hard, you know, um, when you're biracial and mixed, you kind of deal with both sides. You're, you're like the chameleon and people just say whatever they want to say and expect you to agree with them. And that's not always the case. And, or not stand up for yourself. And it's like, you know, here's, and here's the raw, honest truth. I always get all the time like, oh, you know, you're not, you're not all the way black or whatever. It's like, what defines black? Because let me tell you, you say the wrong thing or you you get me too pissed off enough in a meeting, you will see the quote unquote black person. I've had that too. Just, <laughs> people are like, oh, you, yeah. oh, you're acting like, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no acting anything. It's just, you haven't hit my point yet. But let me tell you, <laughs> I, I just, my, my, my line is just a little bit higher than others. But when you get there, best believe you will know. And you will wish you never hit back. And it's just, it, it's because... To me, in my mind, it's it's me as an individual, not what cultures that I represent. It's just me. This is who I am. Right. I think um, it could also be hard for people who aren't mixed. I, I usually I would prefer to say biracial because I feel like when you have like two or three different cultures, you're not as influenced. But when there's two, you have two strong influences because it's one parent is one thing and the other parent is the other and you grew up with these two different cultures i feel like as a biracial um it's hard for people to really wrap their brain around the idea that someone can relate to more than one thing which i find ridiculous because we all have different interests like shana you can relate to yoga because you love yoga and you can also relate to massage those are two completely different things but when it comes to like race or anything cultural 
it seems like just my impression as a biracial that people have a hard time accepting or wrapping their brain around the fact that I can relate to my German side and my American side or my white side and my black side. Um, and I think that that's an issue. I think that's an issue. They expect biracials to be one or the other or act one or the other. And that's not the case. Like Megan said, right. you hit that certain point and my Asian side might come out or my black side might come out. <laughs> Right. And it's like, and why do I have to call it my black side? Why isn't it just you pissed me off? Yeah. Why does it have point? to be labeled anything at all? Right. Right. So why is there a label? It's just you yeah. asshole. You got me there. <laughs> you asshole. Um, <laughs> Shayna, you've dated or have you ever experienced, I mean, you, you've dated outside of your race or your religion or. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like skin tone I'm white but I'm also Jewish both my parents are Jewish my family line goes back Jewish as far as our family tree goes um and really everyone in my family has married a Jewish partner um my brother married um someone who wasn't Jewish but she converted on her own terms and so my nephews are being raised Jewish so it's all still very Jewish I have never really um cared that much I've dated some Jewish guys but the majority of the guys I've dated even like the most serious guys I've dated no one has been Jewish um and I get that I get that question asked a lot like oh do you want to marry someone Jewish like well a I don't want to get married but b I don't I don't care um I don't know I I I recognize or I consider myself Jewish in terms of like culture but I'm not very religious um and so I would, you know, I'm not going to marry someone who is a, an extremist in a different religion, just because I don't like that at all, like in, in any form. So I would right. just rather be with someone who is, who, you know, I'm more like spiritual and like earthly. And I like, you know, I like to feel connected to energy and people around me. It's like, quote unquote, like heady mm-hmm. and hippie as it sounds, but like. I don't know. Right. For me, it's not a big deal. But every okay. So my dad's a rabbi, which is kind of like a shocker to some people. Oh yeah. wow, and that's so, awesome. But, but, that's kind of cool. What? So <laughs> I think it's cool. I kind of want to meet your dad. Shalom. Like, shalom. 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 Yeah. Yeah. When you meet my dad, just I go think shalom. it's cool. Um, <laughs> but like, but that being said, like we were, we grew up very modern, reform. Like it, you know, it's 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 very contemporary and I remember being at like being like 13 years old and telling my dad um I don't know if I believe in God and he thanked me for having a mind of my own and not believing everything that's been shoved down my throat so my family's very progressive but every time I date somebody new my mom goes well have you told them your dad's a rabbi like it's a it's like it's a thing what like it's a prerequisite that they should know no (laughs) they need to know what they're getting themselves into I guess Okay. So, but like, it's never really been an issue, at least up front to my face. I have dated people who were a little bit more, who had families, not them necessarily, but their families were maybe a little bit more religious in the Christian sense. And they, they maybe didn't look down upon me, but they were like, oh, oh, you're Jewish. You're Jewish. So it's, you know, it's, like diff- it's a little different. It's like not something we're familiar with. Right. You're the chosen people. Right. Um, so do you feel like, have you ever 
have you ever been discriminated against because you're Jewish in a relationship or has that ever come up or I don't think it's come up in a relationship. Honestly, I think I feel very fortunate in that regard, especially growing up in the South. Um, Mm -hmm. I personally haven't experienced anti-Semitism like up front to my face. I've seen it, right. <laughs> you know, in like broader aspects, but I, I've never experienced it right on. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. So, and I've. Have you dated um, outside of your race? Yeah, I dated a black guy a few years ago and um, like very, very, very black. Like the family's from Haiti, like his skin was super dark. Um, yeah. and I was a little nervous to tell my family, not because, and like, again, my family's super progressive. So I think it was just like a nervous thing. Cause I hadn't done it before. And when I told them, they were like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Like it, that's like cool. it wasn't a big deal. Um, and we didn't date that long. It was only like four months. Um, right. But I, you know, it, I never, I can't remember. It was like five or six years ago at this point. But I don't ever remember feeling like any sort of way going out in public with him. Like, I don't, rem- you know, like, right. I, like I don't know. It just, I, it was good. I liked, I really liked, and I don't know how this is going to sound. So I apologize if this sounds bad, but I really liked when we were like laying together and I like had my arm next to his arm and I really liked the way it looked. Yeah. No, I think it's beautiful. I, I do that sometimes too. I think. Um, I think if you're open-minded and you just see the beauty in life and you see the beauty in the contrast of our differences, that's what it is. It's just beauty to you. So I, I do that too. Like I love to, if I'm next to someone, I just love to see the differences. It's beautiful to me. Yeah. I mean, that happened every time we were together, we would be laying together, whether it was in bed or on the couch and I would just see his skin next to my skin. And I was like, that is so pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah um that's cool good for you yeah but I mean it's also I mean I've only dated one one guy outside my race I mean that you know I dated an Israeli briefly yeah I mean we like what we like um I think people are naturally attracted to to certain things and that's okay um I would say my taste has kind of changed over the years um I've dated gosh I've probably dated more of a rainbow of people Um, uh, but I will say I've never dated, I've never truly dated a a black man. I've been interested in some, um, I remember this was, gosh, this was right after high school, I think maybe two or three years after high school. And I don't remember how I met this guy. I was at Barnes and Noble. I think I was at Barnes and Noble and he saw me there and he was, he was black. And I remember he asked if we could exchange numbers and we did and we chatted a bit and then we met up again at Barnes and Noble and I remember he asked me um if I ever dated a black man before and I said no I told him that I was interested in one it just didn't work this one guy um and then I asked him why he was asking and in so many words he his response was that I didn't give the impression that I was interested in black men and that kind of, it didn't hurt my feelings, but it kind of, kind of, like, shook me. You remember it. Um, 
Yeah, I remember it. And I think at that point, I realized that people, whether it's black or white, will look at me as a biracial. And because of the way that I act or the way that they expect me to act, will make assumption make assumptions. So he assumed, I guess, I mean, I'm pretty fair skinned for a biracial. Um, Megan's darker than I am. Um, and I guess because of my skin tone and because of the way I talk, maybe I didn't give, or maybe it was my aura. I didn't give the impression that I was interested in black men. And that, I mean, it, I don't know, you know, it, I was like, damn, that's, that's kind of, it's not rude, but it kind of, you know, it shook me a little bit. It's presumptuous. <laughs> yeah. And I think, or no, I don't even think I'm pretty certain it's been little little things like that, little comments that have been made to me, and mostly by by black girl women and men, um, that have made me insecure about dating in the black community. I think black is beautiful. I'm proud of my black heritage, and there's plenty of black men I find absolutely sexy. Um, and, but I get nervous because I feel like people will make assumptions about me. I'm not black enough. I don't talk black or whatever. Um, there was years ago, I was at a club downtown here in Charleston with some girlfriends and actually they were all black. And this drunk guy walks up to us and he starts saying stuff and he's like, Oh, you guys have Sama, have Sama Hayek with you. And he was talking about me. And I was like, are you serious right now? What? <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> He 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 said that uh, to the to my girlfriends who were black that they had Sama Hayek with them, which she's a, a, a Latina actress. Yeah. And, and I she's was beautiful, like, but like she's beautiful, but like why would you why would you her ass yeah. yeah. right? <laughs> but like why would you even say that? Like I don't know. So it's just it's interesting. Again, like as a biracial, um, people make assumptions about you and in the dating world outside of the dating world and that's something that doesn't get talked about but i think it is important um so yeah so yeah in my history i've dated i mean i've dated white guys i've dated mexican um i've been interested in middle eastern uh but probably yeah it's been more white guys i will say that it's probably been more white guys megan where are you on that you know, so, you know, it's weird. I was thinking about what you were saying about the whole Selma Hayek and all this. What I don't like is that it's like I spend more time justifying if I'm good enough to date someone versus just being like, you know what? I like this person and who mm. the fuck cares? We're happy. Right. Why do you care about what we're doing? Right. Like, I don't care. Like, it's like if you're biracial, you're just never good enough. Yeah. First of all, off the spectrum, you know. And there was this one time I remember I was in class. You know, psychology is one of my backgrounds. And I said something to the classroom and was like, you know, it always gives me joy when someone says that mixed baby is a gorgeous baby because, like, we don't. In my mind, I feel like past the baby stage, you don't mm. get enough credit. For just being a human being. Yeah. You know, and everyone's like, you're gorgeous when you're born. You're just going to be a pretty or handsome, da 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 Because once the kid gets older, it's like if they 
are starting to figure out who they are as an individual or whatever, they're like, oh, you're not white enough or you're not black enough. And it's like, why am uh, I not just human enough? Why can is you that say that again and louder just so the entire world can fucking hear that? It, it, what bothers me is when people can accept it and just be like, why am I not human enough? Why can you not just accept this is how I am as an individual? And it's not a matter of me being filipino or black or irish it's i'm a yeah. human being and this is what i right. like this is who i am and just like everybody else in the entire world i am trying to figure out this thing called yes like yes i don't need you to add a label for me to be quote-unquote acceptable right and you don't need just people, me being, right and people and, to make it more difficult <laughs> right I already, I mean, everyone going through up until your 30s or 40s, when you finally hit that fuck it point, it's all difficult. And, and then I already like, every dating is always weird. You know, it's always like the first time you have sex, right? Like you're excited, <laughs> but it's awkward. <laughs> That's how dating is. And it's how every first date is. That's how every new relationship is. It's just, I'm excited, but it's awkward. And I don't need you to add extra pressure that's not relevant to the entire situation. He likes me. I like him. I think we have a chance. Let's just yeah. do it. Right. Absolutely. And I just don't understand why people feel like they need to just like rain on my parade. Maybe it's like something yeah. in them is unhappy. So they want to make other people unhappy. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you already do that with the pay grades and me being a woman and all this other right. stuff. Like, just let me be happy. In my so life. I have a question <laughs> and there's, there's no way of predicting the future, but do you think that maybe, because I feel like our generation, maybe the generation slightly above us and the generations behind us are becoming a little bit more progressive and welcoming and understanding. Do you, do you feel like maybe this will be something that will start to fade and it won't matter as much honestly i don't think it will and i don't know nisha you have a different perspective but i feel like prejudice and stereotypes will always exist and it is up to an individual if they're going to break that facade and it takes a huge amount of yeah i um i have to agree with megan i would say i don't see racism or discrimination or prejudice dying Mm -hmm. out long as the human race exists but i will say i think as we progress as humans the more mixing that we do i think that'll just shift like right now the focus probably over the last couple of decades and centuries has been jewish and black and white but i think as time goes on as we mix in the future in decades or centuries in the future it could be I don't know, the green people versus the people with three ears. You know, like, I feel like there's always going to be some sort of discrimination. I feel like it's kind of just in our natural... I don't know. I feel like it's just human nature. Not so much to be racist, but to feel comfortable around what's familiar. Um, Yeah. And people who aren't familiar, which would be right now in our situation, um, biracials or mixed race that makes people uncomfortable, some people. And right now that's the focus um, and, and Jewish. And uh, in the last couple of years, Muslim, I mean, there's been a lot of anti-Islam uh, stuff and a lot of anti-Muslim. Um, so that's a focus as well. So I agree. It's not going to go away. It'll just shift to another group. Mm. Yeah. I And that's exactly, 
Yeah. You know, I completely agree with that. I think the paradigm shifts. So it goes from not being okay to have a white black relationship or interracial relationship. It'll just change to whatever is the quote unquote it thing to hate. And it's never okay to hate. And that, I yeah, just want to put that out there. That drives me crazy. Never okay. Like, I don't understand why, like, if, if, you know, two people love each other, then, like, what's the, what's the problem? What's the problem? Who cares? Right. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care, like, what it is. If you're happy, it doesn't affect my bill paying ability right. at all. Do whatever you need to do. Like, I, if that's how you feel, if that's what you want, if yeah. that's how you identify. And, and without bringing, awesome. like, politics it. into it, it drives me crazy when people, you know, don't think that like I know this is like interracial, but like don't think homosexuals should be together because it's going to affect the you know traditional family style when fifty percent, if not more, of the traditional like quote unquote family ends in divorce or unhappiness or someone's cheating. Right. It's like how right. how is what is going on in someone else's bedroom affecting your personal life? Like how how? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, Shana, it's almost like it's, it's an insecurity that I think people have within themselves. One. And then two, I think it's also, and there's probably nothing wrong with, with number two, with the fact that people want to preserve their own community. Like people, you know, what, what you see that's familiar to you, that's your community, whether it's Jewish or, or Muslim or, or, or black or white or mixed. Um, I found, you know, finding this mixed group on Instagram actually feels really good to me because it's a community where I feel like I finally can just talk about what's been bothering me. And there's nothing wrong with feeling like you want to preserve your community. But I think where we take it to an extreme is where we think that just because the lines start to mix that that may um, tear our own community down. I don't think it'll tear your community down. There's too many people. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think there's really ever been a time in history where progression and evolution has stopped. So it's like, if you want your history or your culture to be preserved, there is a level of, you know, you want to keep things together, but you also need to branch out. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it does make sense. How I feel is that if you feel that it's not okay to mix races and that's just a personal choice you make, okay. One, don't push that on other people in the masses because that's just projecting hate. And number two, if you're going to have that idea, absolutely, you have to make the commitment to society to be like, I am open to understanding how other people feel. I'm not going to automatically right. say you're wrong. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's an inverse give and take relationship, just like I feel firmly that there's nothing wrong with interracial relationships or I don't even like that term. I need to be willing to hear what it's like for people to feel like they need to preserve yeah. their race. And I, and I get it. I get it. Our world is crazy. It's different. We are nothing no. like the 1800s. I bet the people in those graves <laughs> are like turning over at us. And I mean, like, it's, oh my even, God, it's even 60 years ago, but, like in the 50s, things are. Yeah, right. And it's like, I, 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 there's, I'm interested in how they feel because that was what they were raised with and how they understand life right. is what it was for them. But that's not what life is like for me. And I just expect the same respect and I don't expect you to turn a new leaf. I just expect you to be like, okay, 
we as adults have discussed it and this is where we're going forward. I respect you as a human being and I'm not going to make that choice or maybe you will make that choice. I don't know, but just respect me as a human being. Don't think it's nice to be able to have that open dialogue where you can both express your opinions without insulting, without accusing, being able to listen to each other. Maybe someone's mind will open or alter. Maybe it won't. But at the end of the day, hopefully you can leave the conversation still respecting one another. Absolutely. And not, not not be upset or offended by it. Yeah, I feel like, um, and it's so funny because, you know, as adults, adults raise children and what do we always say? Be, be kind, be understanding, be open-minded. We're nice to people, um, treat people with respect. But then once you become the adult, your own prejudice kind of spin out into the world. So it's like you aren't even practicing what what you were preaching or what you were taught as a kid. Uh, what you're telling your children, you're telling your right. children, go to school, be kind to that that little boy or that little girl just because she's different doesn't mean anything. But in public, you're acting a different way. So I think it's just so important to be mindful of, like you said, Shana, listen with intent. Um, just because you have a different opinion doesn't mean you can't listen to the other person or be receptive to how they feel. Um, and then that, that also means that right. if someone who's black is complaining about um, things that happen within their community or that they feel strongly about, that doesn't mean that you should come back and say, oh, no, I disagree. I don't think that there's, there's um, police brutality. You have no idea because this is a different perspective. You don't see it from their eyes. Same thing with Jewish. Like, Listen with intent. Don't listen with, oh, I think you're wrong, or I think that's not true. Right, like I know better. Right. Just listen with intent, because we all see things and experience things behind our eyes a lot differently. Yeah. Um, I I feel like adults... Yeah, we view life through our own perception. So, obviously, we got there by some experience or something. So, it's worth something because it happened. I think adults are worse than children. Like children don't, they don't know prejudice. They don't know like racist. They don't know sexist. Like that's, that's learned behavior. Absolutely. You know, like when you're, when you're, when you're young and you're in school, you're friends with this, with the person you sit next to. It doesn't matter their sex, their race, their religion. It doesn't matter. It's when you go home and start telling your parents, Oh, you know, I met this girl today. I really like her. She's Jewish. Oh, oh, okay. I had this experience when I was in kindergarten. Like my my best friend in kindergarten, um, her family was, uh, they belonged to a non-denominational church, which in some cases can be a little intense um, for, I'm not going to say any other word than that. But um, I guess, at some point they were over at our house for dinner and she told me when we were five or six years old that because I didn't believe in Jesus, I was going to hell and I started crying. And I told my mom that and my mom went to her mom and she was like, our, our daughters can be friends, but you cannot teach your daughter that you cannot let her say things like that. You know, like that's that kind of shit. So like, you know, if she didn't, if, if someone hadn't told her that because Jewish people don't believe in Jesus they are going to hell, she wouldn't have said that, right? She would have been like, oh, tell me what Jewish is. Right. Yeah. So like that, 
or that's cool. Exactly. Let's keep with our dolls. So like, like I mean, kids just want to have fun and play with their friends. They don't give a shit if you're a different, if you're a different race, if you're a different religion, if you're a different sex. They don't care. It's yeah. the adult. It's the adults putting their preconceived notions onto the children that fucks everything up. It's almost like children actually are the epitome of what human society should be. They accept everything at face value. They don't question anything and they just go for it. (laughs) You know, I can agree with that because up until I went to Ohio State for college, you know, whatever my parents said, I believed. Not even doing the research for myself. When I finally went and lived on my own and really learned who I was as an individual and really figured out what I believed and what I thought, I was just basically a blind walking zombie. And like now in comparison to what my parents believe, I'm like the polar opposite and they don't like that I rebel or they say I'm rebellious. You know, I've gone against everything that I was taught and I'm like, no, I just, this is who I am as an individual. And because I'm not walking blindly like I was before and just saying and believing whatever you said, you don't like it. And it's just, it's just different. Right. So absolutely. I think, um, I don't know, but I think also as you get older, you have to be open to, yeah, like you have to be open to questioning what you were taught because there are some people, they will cling on to what they were taught so strongly that they refuse to look outside of that. And that can be dangerous in my opinion. That's, that's a form of extremism. Um, So you were lucky in the sense that you opened yourself up and didn't, didn't how do I say like you were you were just open um you didn't (laughs) (laughs) say the word succubus again (laughs) Megan (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you were open and I think that's important so yeah and foundationally who I am as a person, that was a, that was a pivotal moment in my life where I was like, you know what, I'm not going to just believe something because my parents told me to, I'm going to believe something because I believe it. So absolutely. How, how old were you when that happened? Did you already say that? Uh, I was 24 going on to 24. I feel like that's a pivotal moment in in our lives in the mid twenties, mid twenties to about early 30. I feel like a lot of things start to shift. If you're open to it. If yeah. you're open to it, yes. Because I think of my ex-husband. He has never had the moment where he spent time by himself to really fully learn himself. And I think that some of the struggles that he has is because he's just always let other people shape that paradigm for him. Versus really spending that time alone and being like, this is me as an individual and I'm yeah not yeah i agree i think there anymore. are some people that will just keep following in that path that's been laid out for them there's like oh this is my right. path i have you know i don't i have it's on it seems easier right i have on blinders i don't know that there's something beyond my you know i don't, I don't have periphery it's just straight ahead yeah right. which is kind of unfortunate i mean there's so much beauty in the world and there's so much of your own personality that can be explored when you open yourself up. I mean, I used to be the shyest of the shy growing up and now I feel like I'm way more open 
than I was back then, and that's Corona. Corona. <laughs> the Rona opened you. <laughs> no, no. Had to had to use it. Um, so like an inside joke. I'll have to tell you later, Shana. Not on the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just playing along with it. Um, but yeah, like I just. Because I I opened myself up, I've explored more areas of my personality that I probably would have never known existed had I stayed on, had I kept these blinders on, you know? So, yeah. growth is beautiful. Open those eyes, people. <laughs> yeah. Be willing. And I mean, it's like I said, it's a daily choice. It is. Because there's moments where I'm like, oh my God. But you have to be like, all right, let me just take a step back and really see where they're coming from. Maybe I can learn something. Yeah, you're right. You Megan, just have to be willing. You have to just be like, okay, like I, I do want to learn something from this. Let me pause. Let me put put my thinking, my opinions on hold. Yeah. Maybe I'm too closed in this. Yeah. Cool. You got to choose to do it. Yep. Absolutely. That was a good talk, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I agree. Thank you. That's my first podcast. Like that, you popped Yay. my podcast. Cherry, cherry. Tanisha, we're getting good at that. We are. We're we're popping a lot of cherries. I kind of want to. I kind of want to do another one. Give me another topic I can talk on. I will gladly drink a little bit before I get on and just, just we'll gladly just have you the back. Juice spill. <laughs> I mean, if this thing goes on like it's supposed, like or not supposed to, like they're saying it's going to, we'll probably have to do this on the phone like four or five, six more times. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind. Of, so. I'm, I'm enjoying the the. That's what <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Sorry, I'm actually enjoying the phone. I mean, I do miss seeing you, Shayna, but I'm kind of enjoying. I feel like having people buzz like call in actually is probably more is easier. I don't know. I enjoy it too, Tanisha. I, I do miss yeah. your face for sure. I'm in my own clothes. What? What'd you say, Megan? I'm in my own clothes, like not my own clothes. Sorry, I'm always in my own clothes, but like comfort. I'm in my own like comfort area, and like I don't feel oh. like I have to be like in a cute oh. outfit to discuss. But something. you should see like, us I'm when we record. We're like in yeah. workout clothes or lounging clothes. Or... Yeah, we're, we're not. Uh, we don't. We don't feel nice for this. If you could, yeah, see we don't me get right dolled now, up. <laughs> I am totally wearing. Some tank top. There you go. Yep. The <laughs> I've I've enjoyed it because I've been able to hang out with my dog recording. Viva! That's been nice. Aww. All right. Well, that was good. Um. Uh. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um. If you have anything to add to what we talked about today, you can write us, email us. We still have the email, you guys. <laughs> um. What is it, Tanisha? Oh God, we hate everyone. So do you at gmail.com. <laughs> I love it with the rhythm. We hate everyone. So do <laughs> Yes. So do you. Is that like you like spelled yes. out every word is spelled out? Isn't that like we H H Megan, don't confuse every people. number yeah. one. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Write us in if you have any topic suggestions. We'd love to hear it. If you want to add to the stories, please do that. And we will catch you. If you want to be a guest, if you if you are an out-of-towner and have been listening in, now is the perfect time to be a guest because we just phone you in. It's really fucking cool and easy. It's so easy. So easy. 
All right. On that note, bye. Bye.